Welcome to the Untamed and Unashamed podcast. This is a place where together we can navigate through life's ups and downs with all of the vulnerability, compassion, and openness that we can muster, celebrating our bravery in all of it. Along with the help of guests from all walks of life, we'll discover new truths while doing some unlearning and we'll gain valuable tools for becoming who we already are while also uncovering our divine gifts. I'm Jade Bryce, and I'm so thankful that you're here. Our guest today is a dominatrix, erotic educator, a conscious kink expert, an erotic blueprint coach, and a trauma and somatic therapist. She is on a mission to educate people on how to experiment and explore their sexuality with safety and support. We will be exploring the erotic blueprints and how kink can be one of the most beautiful healing spaces when done consciously. If you don't know your erotic blueprint, it's basically like the five love languages, but for sex. So there's uh, like five different um, sexual styles and we'll dive into them today. But if you want to know that, know your style before going into this, you can just Google, you know, find out my erotic blueprint. And it's a $17 quiz, but it is so wonderful. And the money goes towards, you know, furthering this type of work. So it's a good thing to put your money towards, but it's also just such a beautiful way to discover more about your own turn on. So, you know, we're all, when we say sex, everyone has kind of a different idea of what that means and what that looks like, because we all like the same with love, like feeling love. Some of us feel it through getting gifts. Some of us feel it through words of affirmation and it's the same with sex. And so finding out your erotic blueprint and your partners is, it's essential. (laughs) Um, But we're going to, without you taking the quiz, you can still listen to this episode and kind of have a general idea of what yours is. So before I took the quiz, I listened to an episode that she was on and I already knew I was like, oh, for sure. I'm an energetic. I wasn't sure what my second one would be. I was thinking maybe energetic shapeshifter and it turns out I'm energetic sensual. But I was, you know, I was on the money with the energetic thing and I related it, I related to it so much. So you can listen to this episode without taking the quiz and just, you know, the same way you could kind of guess your five love, your love language without taking a quiz. You can do that today and receive full benefits. So I went to her South by Southwest event around conscious kink and left so intrigued and so excited to learn more and also just so inspired because it was the first sex positive talk that South by Southwest had ever had. And that got me really, really excited. And I'm just uh, really looking forward to having her on today. Please help me welcome Casey Neal to Untamed and Unashamed. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited. You know, when you're like, you know that you're going to meet with your lover. <laughs> you're like anticipating it. That's yeah. how I felt all week leading up to this conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm so mm-hmm. excited. I am too. This would be so much fun. This is like my yeah. favorite stuff to talk about. So yeah. And I've listened to a number of your talks talking about it. So I'm so excited to talk to you about it because every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful to sit at your feet and learn from you directly is really exciting. great. 
Yeah. I'm all here. I'm yours. Use me as yeah. you fit. Let's do this. So I'd love to dive into all things conscious kink and the erotic blueprints. But first, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into this work? Oh my gosh. Okay. So about 20 years ago, I had a girlfriend in New York City who invited me to a foot fetish party, but she didn't tell me that that's the party that I was going to. <laughs> the only thing she told me was to wear my best pair of heels and to show up in the garment district in New York City at like nine o'clock at night. And <laughs> I was like, okay, that's so weird that you would tell me that. Like I had no idea. Um, I was so naive. And so she was already there and I, I went to the party. And it was like a scene out of a movie. Like it's this like old warehouse that I would never go into normally. <laughs> um, and I go upstairs and this like door opens and it's like red light and like that instant kind yeah. of music. I was like, what did I get myself into? And <laughs> names at the door. So I go inside and I try to find her and I'm just like, I, 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 I'm like, what is this? And find her. And she goes, okay, great. Follow me. She sits me on a chair. She sits in front of me and she's like, just watch. And then all of a sudden this guy comes underneath her feet and starts rubbing her feet and sucking on her toes. Oh my gosh. Where am I? <laughs> so I'm just watching because I, I think I'm in shock and I'm like, okay, so they finished and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, welcome to a foot fetish party. <laughs> Thanks. So she's like, the rules are it's 10, it's $20 for 10 minutes of your time with your feet. You have the rules. You can say what goes, you can say what you're available for. Like they're, they will respect anything you say. And I was like, well, I'm already here. Let's give it a try. And I walked away with enough cash to pay for rent in New York city for the night. And oh my God. I didn't have to do anything sexual. I sat in a chair. I got my feet massaged that were better than like the massages I got at, you know, the foot salons or when I'm getting my toes done. And that's what started it all. So I started going to more of those parties and the guy who was throwing them invited me to be a dom. Wow. And I figured, let's give it a try. And that's how Kimmy and I met. So we met 20 years ago in New York City. She was the one that trained me on how to be a dom. And uh, it lasted for a few years. And then I was like, okay, there's got to be something else. And so we went in different directions and then came back 10 years later. Yeah. Not more, so. And for everyone listening, Kimmy is her business partner who will be on in the next few weeks. So, but yeah, so I'm, I know this episode is going to make you want to listen to that one as well. So stay tuned. Um, how, what a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun one. Not what I expected. Not, well, it wasn't what I expected either. So <laughs> that's what started me in this crazy world of taboo. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, yeah, it's led to, um, it led to me getting my master's in mental health counseling with a focus in trauma and sex and intimacy issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I discovered the erotic blueprints. I had also worked as like a doula, I'd worked as a shaman, like, or like energy healer. And so I kind of dabbled in a bunch of different things after experiencing like this, this world of the, the hush hush, or like this yeah. world that that not many people talk about, but yet everyone's so fascinated in once yeah. they hear about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, did you study under the creator of the erotic blueprints? Is that right? I did. I studied yeah. with Jaya for like seven years. So I was one of the first cohorts to wow. go through and 
Yeah, it's really evolved into something incredible. I'm 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 so highly devoted to it because it's such a powerful mm. framework for anyone. Yeah, you're such a pioneer in all these things. Okay, so break down the erotic blueprints for us if you can. I know that like you could spend a full episode on each blueprint, mm-hmm. but if you can just do what you can and I'll tell you my blueprint is 29% sensual and 29% energetic. So complete equal there. And then 18% shapeshifter, 18% kinky, and my sexual only being at seven. And the only bummer is when I got my test results, it sent me um, the results since they were equal, energetic and sensual. It only sent me the results for sensual and I resonate more with energetic. So I'm like really excited to dive in with you today because I feel like I'll get more info on energetic as well. But yeah, it makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. And so the five blueprints are the best way I describe them as is they're basically the five love languages for sex pleasure, desire, and turn on. Mm-hmm. So just like the love languages, when you first learn it, you're like, oh my God, that's me. And that's my partner. And that's my mom. And that's my dad. Like you start doing that with the blueprints. Cause you're like, oh, this, what, what it does and why I love it so much is it gives you language for something that we don't have a lot of language for. Most yeah. of us have been trained in the sexual blueprint, which is off, which is usually slot A and the slot B equals an orgasm. That tends to be how we're trained. That tends to be what we see in media. That's what we see in movies. That's what we see that's out there um, that we call sex. Mm-hmm. And there, what I love about the blueprints is there's just so much more. It's endless. It doesn't stop. There's always something new to learn. And um to be able to speak what your truth is to somebody else and be able to get your desires met is like my mission in the world. Yeah. If you have a desire, you get to have it. And so, yeah. And you like, I I feel like it also lets people know like, Oh, we've just been speaking the wrong language to each other. Like you're speaking Chinese and I'm speaking this, you know? And also I feel like it's especially helpful for men because I feel like it helps because men are so logical. It helps them to have a label on something mm-hmm. to understand it, you know? So yeah, that's so what we do for them. And then what I find is that most men aren't actual, actually sexuals, but they have been mm-hmm. trained to think that they are. And mm-hmm. so what the blueprints do for, for all parties is that it gives them the opportunity to say, oh, that's, I, I've been playing a role or I've been playing something that's not my truth. Cause I didn't know that there was anything else out there. And wow. so once they start to understand what their blueprint is then they can go, oh, this is actually my truth. And then they can actually get their needs met. Yeah. My, my hypothetical is part of the reason why we have a lot of men that are experiencing erectile dysfunction that are experiencing premature ejaculation is that they're trying to be a sexual and they're, they're not, yeah. they actually need other things, right? It's like that show, um, sex, love goop. There was that, um, character in it, the, the guy in it, uh, I loved him. He was so funny, but he tested as a sexual, but then he ended up like having an energetic orgasm when they were touching mm-hmm. him. And so, yeah, it's so he w- would have just assumed maybe that that wasn't possible for him. Totally. And the thing about the blueprints to know is that when you take the test, you're oftentimes taking it with your mind. And Mm -hmm. so what your results are just kind of like a starting point. And so when I work with clients with the blueprints, we actually go to their bodies. So we go from their mind into their bodies and we do body testing. So we Mm -hmm. do something called the AB test, which is here's 
one thing, which could be like an energetic touch. Here's another touch, which could be, which could be like a sexual touch. And it's which one brings you more pleasure. So we're not looking for arousal. We're looking for in your body, what gives you a sense of pleasure. And then we test a whole bunch of different ones from all of the blueprints. And then we kind of add it up at the end to go, okay, this is, this is what you are. So it may be what you actually tested as, or like on the show, it may be something totally different. Mm-hmm. And I usually, I, I see a lot of that, that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought I was this. And I was like, great, but you're something different. Or you can still learn how to be that and, and own it even more. So mm-hmm. what happens when people start to understand these is that then they have choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They have choice because through awareness comes choice. And then we can go in any direction and then it's endless. And there's so many opportunities to play yeah. and be together. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So the five, there's five, right? yeah. Okay. The five are. Yeah. So there's energetic. Uh, there is sensual, mm-hmm. sexual, kinky, and a shapeshifter. Uh So like you said, I could go on for hours about all of them. So I'll give you like a little bit of a little taste more like superpowers. So like energetic, they tend to be the ones that walk into the room and they know when something's off. Uh Like, have you ever had that partner or that friend that's like, is everything okay? And you're like, how do they know that Uh something's going on? And then, you know, so that's like an energetic, they walk in and they can, they, they can feel, they just, they feel everything around them. They are so in touch with, um, other people. They're kind of in touch with themselves. Mm -hmm. They're highly sensitive. Um, and they, their superpowers that they can have energetic orgasms. They can have orgasms without anyone ever touching their bodies, which is so fun. Um, so those are just, just, just like the teeniest, teeniest little scratch. And then the sensual are people who, um, live their lives and experience pleasure through their senses. Mm-hmm. So their taste and touch and sound, and they're the people oh, that you go out with. Yeah. Well, Tantra tends to fall underneath the, um, energetic. Oh, okay. But, but, um, there are elements of Tantra that definitely go into, you know, like with massage. So like, it's like deep, like massage Mm -hmm. touch, like deep to the bone is really like energetic or sensuals love that. They love soft. Um, they're the ones that you go out to eat and they're like, oh my gosh, this tastes amazing. They're just like, "Mm," they're Mm -hmm. having orgasms with the things that they eat. Yeah. Um, and for them, you know, their, their superpower is that life itself can be an orgasm for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone that doesn't necessarily have to have touch, yeah. but definitely is just like filled. They're like, give me more. They're yeah. like, oh, I love that. And I want to eat it and I want to drink it and I want to listen to it. And I yeah. want it's beautiful how much they can, they can expand the possibility yeah. of the pleasure. Yeah. So those are my two you covered first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then the sexual, which the beautiful thing about our sexuals is that they are like ready to go. They can be turned on by pretty much everything, which is like one of my favorite games to play with sexuals. I'm like, tell me what turns you on about that. Yeah. Like, what turns you on about that? Or like, what do you find erotic about that? Like like, boob. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, 
I'm like, I don't see life this way. And so I'm always fascinated by like how everything can be turned into something very erotic. That's so cool. And for somebody who struggles with orgasm and getting myself turned on, I have deep jealousy that our sexuals are just like, they're ready to go. That's so cool. Uh Like, come on, buddy, (laughs) do the same. I get to love myself and know that that's, that and we get to work together to play. Yeah. Um, and then we have our kinkies and they are the ones that are turned on by the taboo um, mm. that they consider taboo, which is really beautiful because that gives everybody an opportunity to be a kinky. Mm-hmm. So we, Kimmy and I like to just like to joke that like when at our events that like, we're like, welcome, you're kinky. Like, yeah. Welcome to- Kinky Club. Yeah. Is anything that you have that gives you that little sense of embarrassment or that little sense of butterfly where you're just like, I'm a little scared to tell my partner, but there's this thing that kind of turns me on. Like that's taboo. So we all have something that has that little, like gives us a little thing in our throat or a little butterfly in our stomach. So mm-hmm. their superpower is that they're so creative. There's like endless amounts of creativity that a kinky has. Mm-hmm. Um, the game I play with them is like, okay, you have 30 days to pervert one thing every day or to turn something into a sexualized object yeah. that can be used for gratification and pleasure every day, which is so fun. Yeah. The ideas that they come up with is amazing. And that really shows you like, you don't have to go out and spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on toys. Like you can turn anything around you into something that can be highly pleasurable and can turn you on, which is great. Yeah. And then we have our shapeshifters. And that's the one when I say shapeshifter, everyone's like, what does that mean? So our shapeshifters are erotically intelligent, kind of naturally. That would, and what that means is that they can float through all of the blueprints with any partner that they're with. So anything can kind of turn them on. Um, I want to share that like there's no hierarchical, like no blueprint is better than the other because they mm-hmm. all have superpowers. They also have shadows, which we don't really have a lot of time. We don't have time to necessarily go into, mm-hmm. but there's there's all these things that also show up in each one of the blueprints. And that's the thing mm-hmm. about the shape shifter is that they not only can have shadows of every single one of the blueprint, but then they have shadows of their own. Yeah. So what's really cool about our shapeshifters is that when you are with them, my favorite thing to do is just like, what else? Because yeah. they can keep going and they can go for hours and they can keep going and they can just make everything such a beautiful experience and unlike anything you've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can meet you and then they can go even bigger and they can go bigger and they can go bigger. And so yeah. ah, they're just... It's so cool. It's so interesting too, how, like, um, I mentioned in the, in the intro of the show that like saying sex means different things to different people because of their blueprint. And, uh, my teacher, Layla Martin just did a post, I think like a week or two ago about which drug are you when it comes to sex. And I was DMT, the one that reaches God in sex. And when I think of the ideal sex practice, I think of that ecstatic union where we merge with God and it feels like DMT or MDMA and like the, yeah, my five senses are involved. And like with sex magic, you involve the five senses, you know, and I heard you mention on another show, um, I brought that up because that being the DMT, like sounds so much like the the energetic blueprint, Mm -hmm. right? But I heard you mention that the energetic, um, 
blueprint tends to also be on the anxious side. And that's something that really stuck with me. Um, too, is that you said like an energetic, you mentioned like when they walk in a room, they can feel when something's off. And I heard you say in another show that like when they, when they say that, like, Hey, is, is everything okay? Is something wrong? And someone's like, no, I'm fine. And it's, that's not the case that it can feel like kind of like gaslighting to them. And I had, I had always felt that, but didn't have, I don't know you, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's why it feels so icky to my system when I am an energetic and someone just like discredits that through, you know, not, not, even if they, they just aren't comfortable with the conversation, it still like creates that ickiness of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it feel, it does feel like gaslighting. So I'm curious though, um, about the energetic, you said, cause I had assumed that most men were sexual and you said, um, that that's not the case, which is really exciting, but I'm, I'm curious that because men are so logical, if they tend to have a hard time resonating with or understanding energetics? Oh, so, um, some can, mm-hmm. but so here's what I've seen over the like seven years that I've been doing the blueprints. When I first, when we first started really talking about this, when Jaya started talking about it and I was really immersed in it very, very deeply in her world, we would see most men's hands up for sexual. That's kind of how it started. Um, mm-hmm. Even when Kimmy and I started doing our events together, like we would ask who was sexuals and like pretty much all men's hands were up. And then what I've been noticing as the years have gone on, as mo- more people have understood the blueprints, as we've been talking more and more about sexuality, you know, there's more people talking about it on Instagram and Facebook. And it's really, this conversation's mm-hmm. getting out there more and more. What I'm noticing is people are really starting to understand that, that, that although that may be what they thought they were, that's not actually the case. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm seeing just actually less sexual show up in the spaces and more variety across the board. And I think mm-hmm. that that's really cool now for the, for the men and for the huge. So the other piece I want to share about a sexual, one of the ways that we know a sexual is a sexual is that sex to them is like breathing air and drinking water. Like it is, it is essential to their life force mm-hmm. to have sex. Like yeah. it is, it's also how they say, I love you. Mm-hmm. which I didn't know that because I wouldn't, res- I didn't resonate as a sexual, but I would have mm-hmm. conversations. I love having conversations with those who are true sexuals. And I'm like, tell me about your life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it is how I say, I love you. And, and they may struggle. And we're talking about men kind of being logical. I think part of the reason they are more logical is just given how they w- were brought up. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think that they're necessarily more logical. It's just yeah. what they had to do to survive. And so when they're given permission and they're met where they're at um, Mm -hmm. and and doors are open for them in a way that's like very welcoming, inviting. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of changes and a lot of them willing to really lean in and learn. And so in that, what I see is them evolve into other blueprints and or really take ownership over their sexual needs and have an ability to have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I have, it's a hypothetical, what I'm going to share right now. I have no research on it. I have no backing on it. It's just something that's kind of been talked about in our spaces behind closed doors and stuff like that, which is, I think that some of the people that call themselves sex addicts are really just sexuals that are super starved. Yeah. Like they're so starved mm-hmm. for love, for connection, 
to feeling alive that that they feel like they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when I've kind of shared that in groups and just been like, again, like, let's have a conversation about this. This is something I'm really curious about. What I wind up seeing is I see a lot of the women who have sexual partners start to cry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the men just be like, like, you get me. Yeah. The women just being like, I didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't understand because the other thing that like you were talking about an energetic, I see a lot of energetics and sexuals come together. Really? It tends to be uh, one of the things that's like, it's like and- anxious avoidant. Well, maybe <laughs> I, I actually think what winds up happening in the beginning is that the, the sexual is deeply in their passion. They're mm-hmm. feeling the turn on and the energetic is feeling it too. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. what happens is they actually come together and they are like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. This feels incredible, right? Like the passion's there, the yeah. love's there, the reverence is there, and you're getting to experience all this amazing stuff. And then what winds up happening, and, and Gary Coleman talks about this in the five love languages, is we kind of enmesh in the beginning when we get into a relationship. Like there mm-hmm. is like oneness and enmeshment kind of turn into the same thing, at least in the yeah. new relationship energy. Mm-hmm. And then what winds up happening is after the new relationship energy, after the honeymoon stage is people start to become more autonomous. So yeah. like the first mm-hmm. two, right? They start to become like two people with their own wants, their own needs, like their own desires. And then that's when we're like, okay, this is a great place to, to step back into who are you individually? And then come together as like another party again from a state that's more like this and less like this. So what I see is that the energetics and the sexuals come together. And then what happens is once they start to kind of break apart from the like new relationship energy stage is that the sexual wants to get their needs met in the same way they were getting met. The energetic needs spaciousness and needs presence and needs it to be really slow. And so what winds up happening is the chase starts to happen. So I don't want to label anybody, you know, like um, yeah. avoidant or, or anxious, but I think what happens is that we don't understand and we don't have the language of yeah. I, as an energetic, I need you to slow down. Yeah. I need you to let me lean into you and come to you because when you come at me, it feels really painful and it feels really penetrative and it's hard for me to breathe and it's hard for me to open up and I want to close down. And it's just like, and for the sexual, they're like, it starts to then feel like rejection. Yeah. And it's no one's doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. We just, we haven't had the language to really sit down and talk about it. Yeah. And again, with the sexual, it's really hard because everything in our culture says that what they're doing is right. Mm-hmm through porn, through TV, through talking with their buddies, um, you know, and, and we're talking about the men sexuals, like the, the female identified sexuals, usually what they have to deal with is they deal with a lot of slut shaming. Yeah. And so then it's actually giving them permission to like, let their slut flag fly. Right. Like I'm like, yes, go be there, go out there, get those desires met. Like they're so powerful. They're so potent. And yeah so much that you can give from that place. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I can imagine you said that they can feel rejected. I imagine that like every blueprint when their need is not met according to their blueprint is feeling rejected. Um, because like the energetic, I know for me, like I want to sink breath and, uh, you know, like do some 
Kundalini or some tantric practices. And then like, to me, it's like going to be the most amazing experience, but like someone who's sexual, it feels like, um, or at least in my case, the partners that I've been with it, that like for them, that doesn't, that doesn't turn them on. It doesn't make sense for them. And, and it can feel like, um, then when they do it, you can feel the strings attached of like why they're doing it. It's not actually because they want to do it with you, you know? So, and I'm sure that's not the case in every partnership. Um, it's just what I've experienced, but that reminds me too, like, um, and I know you said like energetics have so much to teach us about what's possible in sex, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that makes me excited to be an energetic, <laughs> but oh God, I, there's so much, right? Like who doesn't want to play with God and like go yeah. play in the other realms and see colors and have downloads and like, wow. Yeah. And the sensuals too, because I know like the sensuals are like, they make it to where things flow, you know, mm-hmm. they make it to where like, like, I don't, you, I don't know if you can see my room, but I've got like the the uh red velvet red silk the gold the candles everywhere like it's like a very like sensual mm-hmm. setting mm-hmm. and so um i mean those are just my two blueprints that i've you know uh i know the others all have things that they can teach us as well but those are the things i've dug into but something that i thought about too is with being an energetic how i really want to like sync breath and connect i've realized like in the past couple of months with doing some, um, working on just trust and, and all of the things in relationship that can come up that, uh, I don't always have the availability or maybe even the ability at the time for eye contact, contact Mm -hmm. and sex. And I've only had one partner, I'm 38 and next month. And I've only had one partner where I was able to make eye contact during sex, like that intense, like, we might, might as well just be fucking with our eyes because of how intense it is, you know? And, but if I don't feel completely safe in a relationship, I'm just not able to do it. And I don't know if that's part of being an energetic, but, um, it's also like, if I don't feel fully accepted and celebrated for my entire being Mm -hmm. and especially there in my like naked vulnerable state, you know, yeah. Also, I'm autistic, so it's already been something that I've had to work on in my entire life, but I know it's possible because I had it with that one partner, right? Um, So I'm just curious your input here because I do want to take full responsibility for my part, and I feel like I am missing out on something so big, um, especially as an energetic, but it's like I'm... It's like I'm waiting to be able to fully trust the person in front of me, and I know that like there's my work there too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's like, I love that so much. There's so much to unpack. Um, you know, the first thing I want to say for anyone that's doing that, like listening to this and doing the blueprints, like, um, try not to put yourself in a box and try not to put your partner in a box. Um, cause I listen, when I first started this, I, I was like, Oh, this person's, this, this person's that. And then I had to remember like, and we have all of them. And here's the other thing about the blueprints is that they shift and change. So just mm-hmm. because unlike the love languages, you can change your blueprint. So one of the things that's happened to me is that I don't identify as kinky anymore. Oh. Like it is like a zero. In wow. I know. So that's like a whole thing. I'm in my own process that's kind crazy. of learning about and, and being with. And so Are you a shapeshifter now? No, I am a, I am pretty even energetic and sensual. Okay. So same as me. Oh yeah. I'm like super, super sensual. My inner, I mean, so I'm, I'm 
overflowing in sensuality and my energetic shadow is up. So I'm doing energetic, a lot of energetic healing. So I'm working with a Tantra teacher and I'm doing medicine journeys and I'm doing energetic work to like come back in my body and, you know, like learn how to play with my energies. Like, um, I'm not autistic, but I'm on the spectrum and I'm Uh learning more and more and more about that and have lots of like, as I'm stepping into more of my energetic, I'm noticing sound sensitivities and touch sensitivities, which like bump up against my central. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Same. So, oh my gosh, I'm like, what is happening? Okay. But you know, what winds up happening and what's beautiful about understanding blueprints is once you have these words and once you start to understand what the blueprints are, you can start to have the conversation with your partner as things shift and as things change. Mm -hmm. So what's beautiful is if you have a partner that's interested in the blueprints with you, you go, this, this is what I'm needing from you. And that is, I need safety. Like as an energetic Mm -hmm. safety is so important. I mean, to go and show people God, like that is, that takes a lot of trust. That takes a lot of like, do you have me? Can you hold me? Yeah. You know, am I here with you? Do you like, trust me? Totally. Yeah, like that's the portal here. Yeah. Absolutely. And eye contact is so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you're, if I'm going to let you see my soul and be inside my soul, like we got to be, we got to be vibing in a way that really yeah. like is resonating because I'm going to show you things and take you places that you've never been before. Yeah. And I need to know that you can, you're ready to go. So like, Mm -hmm. I love, like, I invite you to really own your superpowers in this. And if someone's Mm -hmm. not ready, that has nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. and everything for them to just continue to be invited to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so some people aren't ready for that. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And the question goes, where can we meet? So if we can't meet in each other's blueprints, where is the blueprint that maybe we both can start in and expand from there, which creates the trust, safety, the security, those, those first chakra foundational things. Mm-hmm. And then we might be able to bring in some of the other ones as like little tastes until we're ready to jump in big yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So it's thinking about rest more like, like when you're in partnership with someone or someone's, you want to think about the blueprints more like a recipe. Like how can we, how can we create a recipe for something that, that tastes really delicious to both of us Yeah, and allows both of us to expand into something that maybe we've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. And there's superpowers in all of them. We just have to be willing to kind of play. Um, and then what else do you, there was a couple other things that you asked. It was such a eye contact. Yeah. Well, maybe like taking the self-responsibility of like, wait, well, I don't know. It's hard because I don't want to like, um, I don't want to like discredit that energetic in me or, or like my intuition of not, it's like, kind of like when you get a no from pussy not to sleep with somebody and then you're like, well, you know, like I feel that way about eye contact even, you know? So, but I, so I don't know, like it's, it feels confusing the, the self-responsibility piece, but yeah. Well, as an energetic, we talked earlier about there, many of us being gaslit when we were younger. So there's a couple, like one of the things I do want to add to that conversation is that it, it was totally unintentional. Usually I want to say like, we're going to go from like a very basic, like we're not talking about abuse. So we're not talking about that, but from a, from a purely human humanistic space, um, when oftentimes when we ask somebody if 
everything's okay. If they haven't done their own inner work, or if something is off and they don't have the words to be able to say what's going on, they most of us have been trained to be like, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. what I try to tell my energetics is, um, yes, you have been gaslit and you've been right. And that hasn't been their, their intention mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that. To you. Yeah. It's just, again, in our culture, we haven't been taught how to talk about our feelings, how to talk mm-hmm. about what's going on. Um, most energetics have not been honored by their power, superpowers in what yeah. they can feel and what's going on with another person. And you know, if somebody's not ready to share what's going on in their world, again, we haven't been taught how to communicate yeah. like, yes, you're right. And I need some time and space to like move through it. Mm-hmm. Now that would be ideal for any of us our energetics to be like, okay, I am right. Like there is something wrong. And like, okay, you're either going to take care of it yourself, or you're going to go deal with a therapist, or you're going to let me know when you're ready to talk to me about it. You know, like, it'd be really great if we could have those conversations, but not everybody's there yet. And mm-hmm. so as an energetic, one of your superpowers is like, hey, there are times that I'm probably going to feel that something's wrong, or that something might be off what would work for you for me to just know that I'm, I am right. Or how can we have that conversation that still gives you your autonomy to like deal with your problems, but also yeah. doesn't make you wrong for what I'm feeling. Yeah. And so starting to have that kind of conversation can be really powerful because neither party's doing anything wrong. And, you know, we, we also need to honor how we work in the world because everybody is so different, especially those of us who have higher sensitivities than others. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm, I'm hearing, I guess, too, about like the eye contact itself is, is kind of honoring my experience in that. 100%. Yeah. If you're not ready to open your eyes, don't do it. (laughs) Totally. Okay. And, and, you know, there could be times like, here's the other thing with energetics is titration is really important. And so is assimilation. So what is similar, like what can happen with energetics is if we get overstimulated, we can disassociate, mm-hmm. check out of our bodies, mm-hmm. right? Like it's so much more fun to go play in those realms often yeah. being in our bodies. Many mm-hmm. of us experienced a lot of trauma. And so being in our bodies is not always the safest thing. So we're mm-hmm. like, I want to go play with, with everything out there. I'll go play with God. I'll see you later. Um, <laughs> And so oftentimes what energetics need, especially to create trust is presence from the other person. Yeah. You know, like, are you here with me? Mm -hmm. Um, Those people who have energetics that are their partners notice when they're not here and it's okay to stop. Mm -hmm. It's actually better for an energetic. If you stop and you put your hand on their heart and you breathe breathe with them. (laughs) Right. Like, it just can be overstimulating, mm-hmm. you know, for, for many sensuals, like the overstimulation, like is like we pop into our heads and, and then orgasm becomes really elusive. And then we're like, Ooh, now worry. And now I'm now orgasm's gone and we're not in it. And I need to go deal with the thing. And then when I deal with it, I can come back and be in pleasure yeah. You know, with the energetics. It's, we will pop off, but we need you to like, like give us some pressure. And and don't move actually like what you want to look for with your energetic is you want to look for a big breath in. You want to look for a, that's how you know they're back in their bodies. Mm. So with an energetic, take things slow and then go even slower and then go even slower. Yeah. Slow with touch, slow with movement, 
I mean, if you're doing, you know, heterosexual or playing even with a dildo, like let it enter and then let it stop. Mm -hmm. Let them move their body around you to assimilate to what's happening because now two energies are merging together and that can be a lot. And so let it be a pause, wait for their breath in and then you can slowly start to move together. It's the same way with touch. It's the same way with you with eye opening. It may be that just open your eyes once and do a connection and then come back in, you Mm -hmm. know, and then open it for a little bit longer and then come back in. And your, your body will let you know whether you can go more or not, but like, let yourself assimilate, let your body Mm -hmm. go. Okay. I can do a little bit more. Okay. I can do a little bit more. Or you might open your eyes and your body might be like, Nope, we're good. It's no secret that shame-free sex and pleasure are powerful avenues to deeper connections and an overall sense of well-being. And accessible, expertly designed toys can play a big part in getting you there and making you feel more alive. Dame is leading a sexual wellness revolution as a women-powered resource for game-changing pleasure products and supportive content. Started by a sex educator and an engineering whiz, Dame develops her products based on research and feedback from people like you. They're making better sexual experiences and more pleasure available to all. Dame's easy-to-use toys and accessories are made with body-safe, doctor-approved materials and smart design principles, and they've earned glowing praise from the New York Times, the Today Show, and many more including me. Whether you're looking to shake things up with your partner or upgrade your self-care routine, they've got something for every nightstand. Even better, Dame offers three-year warranties and hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. And I will guarantee you satisfaction because I use their products myself. They're amazing. My favorite one is their suction toy. I call it the clit sucker, but it's uh, spelt A-E-R. It's called AIR. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. It creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Guys, I have like eight to 10 orgasms almost every time I use it. I use it during sex and in my own pleasure practice you will not be disappointed. They're also sending me a bunch of their other products, so I'll keep you updated. But as of right now, this one's my favorite and I highly recommend it. Go to dameproducts.com and use code JADE today for 15% off your order with Dame. Now on with the show. I feel like you really hit it when you said like the need for someone to be fully present Mm -hmm. because that presence is like what I really, really, really crave, especially... Yeah, sexually. And you mentioned too that like sexuals, they like need, it's like part of their air, their water is to have sex. It's like part of their vitality. And I feel that way about orgasms. Mm -hmm. Like I eat orgasms for breakfast, basically. Like I have like three to seven orgasms every single morning. That's how I start my day. And it feels like if I don't, it feels like I fasted from breakfast. Um, So you might have a higher sexual than you realize. Well, I, it's odd because I don't feel that way about sex, but or like pleasure and orgasms for like, for sure. But I don't know that I've experienced the sex that I, that brings to me what I experience in my own pleasure practice, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, so that makes me want to talk about energetic orgasms because typically in my practice, 
in my self-pleasure practice, I experience cervical orgasms, energetic orgasms, all types of wow. you know, cool body orgasms. And so I wanted to touch on that with you. And um, for those who have never had them, yeah, just an introduction to like how they can have it and what it is. Oh gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> so energetic orgasms. Um, so there are essentially like thousands of ways of having orgasms, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I, I have orgasms when I eat different food, when I drink different things, when I look like, at a tree, <laughs> right? Like, like, what most of us think of orgasm is that kind of like release with potential feelings of like connection to cosmos in some kind of way, right? Like there's potentially tingly fingers and you might see stars and it's like this wave of pleasure that happens in the body. That is just like one, that's one option that that there, there are just, they're endless, they're endless ways. And it's a conversation I've had with Jaya is like, how do you, how do you tell some, let somebody know they've had an orgasm? And like, we never, we never really locked on the thing. And I I don't, my thing is, is if you think you had an orgasm, you did. Mm, Nice. Period across the board, right? Like sneezes. I've had (laughs) orgasms. Like it feels like when I sneeze, I feel like I'm having orgasms. You know, when I drink bubblies, like I'm drinking my bubbly water here and like it's giving my, my throat like orgasms, right? Uh Like I've had somebody pretend that they've had it. Well, not pretend. I mean, but it felt like it, that they had a, a cock coming out of their heart. And it Mm -hmm. literally felt like I was being penetrated with their, their heart cock. It was (sighs) unbelievable. And I absolutely had an orgasm with that, but it wasn't like a cervical orgasm. It wasn't one of those clitoral orgasms, but it, it, it was just like, I could feel like love in a way I'd never felt it before. My body was tingling. Like I was like, this is amazing. So, you know, when it comes to an energetic orgasm, it's like, you can start really slow or I would just Google energetic orgasm because how I started having energetic orgasms is I saw somebody else do it. And then my body remembered. Yeah. My body was like, Oh, I already know how to do that. Like I didn't know that that's what they called it or I didn't know what that's what it looked like or my body just, I can just kind of turn it on. I mean, I don't, I don't keep my energetic sensitivities on out in the world because that's Mm. way too much. But when I'm in containers and, and I'm playing in that realm and I open myself up, like, absolutely. I can feel like I can feel the energy. It's like magic. It's fun. I mean, play, like just it's play and it's fun and it's, it's joyful and it, there's no pressure. And it's like, are you just, are you able to feel like the pleasure radiating from within? Yeah. Outward? Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I, it's, not, when it's I, so hard. It's so hard to like tell, like teach it. I'm like, your body already knows how to do it. Like, I just, I like to give people permission. I'm like, yeah. you already know, you already know how to do it. You've done just it. Just having that intention. Yeah. And, um, I do sensual dance almost every day and I, I hardly ever do it and not experience ener- energetic orgasm. So it's like, yeah, the, maybe just the intention of opening up to it yeah. too. Um, and I'm curious, cause you said 
you know, you mentioned that you have a shamanic background as well. I heard a story about, uh, I, I think it was you having an energetic orgasm after like everyone in the room was sending sexual energy to you. Yes. And with your shamanic background, I'm curious. I know I've been told by a few friends that they are weary of this type of work that involves other people's energy, especially sexually, because you can pick something up that may be murky from someone else or um, someone, you know, even feels like that's when entities can like leech on because they like to leech onto our sexuality specifically. And that these experiences obviously open up Mm -hmm. portals and like, even sometimes that like things can come in and disguise of something else. And it's, you know, like all these different ideas. So how can we do or experience this type of stuff in a clean way or a safe way? Yeah. Safe is the right word, but. Have, yeah, I love this question. I have really clear boundaries with the energetic realm okay. that I'm not available for it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, nope. Yeah. Like, and, and so I'm just, I'm such a stand that like, I'm not here for that. That's not why I'm here on the planet. Like not available for any of that to come in yeah. and be there. And so I just set really clear intention that if mm-hmm. any of that is around, like it, it's not, I'm not available yeah. for it whatsoever. Um, and I'm just a stand for if any, because what I believe is like energetic is pure and it's love and it's, it's what, what it is without the story is really just, it just is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, uh, I don't want that. Uh, I don't, I'm just a no. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, I, I've just, I've said it, I kind of have, I, I'm a lazy energetic worker. Like, <laughs> I'm lazy. I'm inefficient. I, I'm very efficient. I'm just kind of like, no, like that doesn't get to happen in my world. I'm not available yeah. for it. And so I have had many, you know, I, I do magic and I, I play in the occult and I'm really, I work a lot with um, the elementals and I work with my own guides and I, d- I do some Oracle work. And so I'm just really clear, like I'm not available yeah. for that. And mm-hmm. that there are other people that are mm, yeah. that choose to work with entities that choose to work with that kind of stuff. And so I'm just really clear with my own energetics that if that wants to come in, I'm not available for that, but go find somebody who is a yes. Yeah. Like they will work with you. This is a waste of all of our time. Yeah. And, and energy. So I, yeah. that, that's just how I do it. And it just makes my life. <laughs> yeah. And man, yeah. You, you really embody that. Like, I believe you. <laughs> so, yeah. That really, yeah. Okay. So clear boundaries. That's really, yeah. I yeah. Know. Like even clear, like, like, like I'm okay if it's kind of mean and it's harsh and I'm like they don't it's it's, energy is just energy and that's that's really what I took when I started doing the the shamanic work Mm -hmm. um is that anything we give to the earth from an energetic space is neutral it's neutralized no matter what it is Mm. neutralized and it's feeding and Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter if I'm burning something with anger or if I'm if I'm doing something that has like these ugh, feelings to it it is just it's just feeding in the the world like mm. it's feeding Pachamama it's feeding yeah. the, the universe and so mm. it's just like oh just, energy is just energy and so that's really mm. kind of how I stand for it and, and if there's any energy that has a story that's not in alignment with my truth 
then go find that which is in alignment because who am I to say that there isn't a karmic thing that needs to be experienced, yeah. right? Or if there yeah. isn't something that like, there is something that you need, you like entity need from whoever that person, I'm just not, I'm not your person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. I'm like, great. I do. I just want pleasure. And so if you're sending me energy, my, I get to choose what the energy is coming Mm -hmm. to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I want pleasure. That's all all I'm available for. That's my word for this year. Pleasure. But might do it for next year too. (laughs) Okay. So I'd love to dive into conscious kink. I want to check in with you on time because we do have a couple more questions before the lightning round. Are you okay on time? Okay. So with conscious kink, can you just go into that a little bit as well? Like the way that you did energetic orgasms with like, if someone was new to it. Yeah. And also I'm curious, like maybe fetish versus kink. Cause I think a lot of people hear kink and they instantly assume it's like fetish. And I don't yeah. know that it's the same. Yeah. Well, I love that you have Kimmy coming on. Cause she's really, yeah. she is the expert of all of this stuff, nice. um, but I will, I will do my best to talk a little bit on it. Um, so Conscious kink and the, and the way that, that we teach it, specifically Kimmy teaches it, is that you are bringing your, your consciousness, you are bringing your conversations, you are bringing your understanding, you are bringing your, 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 your willingness to understand kink itself. Mm-hmm. And so, like I mentioned before, the, the definition we use for kink is that you are turned on by whatever you consider taboo. And so I have had clients wear doggy style because due to the religion that they grow up in like doggy style is something that is really taboo. Like anything other than missionary is like, is that, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of like, I'm turned on by it, but like, is that really okay? And it's like, yes, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And what we see a lot with, with those that are kinky is that their biggest shadow is shame. Mm. And so if you've got a person in your life that shares that they've got a kink, like I, I invite you to feel so honored because that means they trust you. Yeah. They trust you enough to share something that is so shameful inside or has been made shameful at some point inside. Mm -hmm. And it's just a desire. And so like with any desire anyone shares, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to be the person that that fulfills that desire because that may not be your truth, but to just be in the energy of another person sharing that, that they would love to experience some with you is like, what an honor. Like, thank you so much for trusting me enough to share a desire. And if I'm not a yes to it, like, it's like, I'm so thankful that you love that. Like, let's go find somebody that is a yes to that so that you can get your need met. Like, um, and there was something I wanted it'll pop back up in my head, but it had to do with kind of like, again, desires. Um, Yeah. Well, you mentioned like, if you're a no and, and let's go find someone that can fulfill it for you. I love that. And it it leads into the next question because I've had multiple friends attend your events and experience your world, world-class vlogger that you bring in. <laughs> amazing. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And I never knew this even existed until earlier this year. And well, since finding out, I haven't stopped thinking about it. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not, <laughs> it's not actually the flogging though that I want. It's the energy that the flogger holds mm-hmm. and the dynamic that will have me like, so in my body, you know, like you can just feel it when that person walks in the room, you know? And so anyone just holding a flogging tool and talking to me about how they're going to flog me is not going to do anything for me. And I don't know how to articulate that to someone. So the, um, or to the, you know, to the person that doesn't understand why I want to be flogged. And so, uh, the partnership that I've been a bit off and on in this year, um, doesn't feel safe with me experiencing that with another person, but I'm not able to, like I said, articulate what it is I'm wanting to experience. Exactly. I can't be like, well, you have to embody that, you know, like it's a, it's a complicated thing, especially since I haven't experienced it yet. Anyhow, like it'd be different if I've experienced it, then it would be easier to explain, but I know it's in the embodiment. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what do we do when we are with a partner that doesn't feel safe around exploring this stuff? And I know you've mentioned like, it only takes one uh, in the relationship for the partnership to change. But like, what if the partner isn't open to certain things like this? And, and it's so hard too, if like, you feel like you have a great partner and they're trying to meet your needs when it comes to a kink and it's just not working for you, but that partner is also not okay with hiring someone. Like it's just, it's such a, yeah. I mean, my first thing is like, bring them to our event. Yeah. (laughs) Cause then, then, then you're, what I, what I see happening in partnerships is, um, what we were talking about before where two blueprints are trying to speak to each other and they're speaking two completely different languages. Mm-hmm. And so having a third party, whether it's you come to our event or whether you bring a third party in, but having somebody that can help the dialogue along mm-hmm. and really create understanding with each party. And so what I would, what I would get curious about from your perspective is, and you mentioned the word safe a couple of times from your partner. Mm-hmm. I would just get really curious about like, okay, like I hear that safety is really important for you. Do you know what that means? Like, what do you need to feel safe in the partnership for us to have more of these conversations? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not hearing your you're saying like, I'm going to leave you if I can't go and do this. However, you are saying that there is something that you are desiring to experience. And if they're not available for it, then, then that also doesn't help you feel safe in the relationship. Yeah. Well, I know in my last few partnerships, that's a non-negotiable for them. Like another man being able to do anything with me like that would be a non-negotiable. Whereas like, I know for me, it's gotten to the point where like, it's a non-negotiable that I can, I don't want to go to my grave without it having this world-class flogger (laughs) yes great I love that like just be you get to have non-negotiables too yeah absolutely um and this is where this is where it's not always the easiest but if you could find somebody to help navigate like a kind of a mediator right to help navigate that conversation because your desires are just as important as theirs Mm -hmm. actually your desires are more important than theirs because it's about self it's about you Right. And you have a need that gets to be met. And how do, how do we get to make that happen without making the other person feel wrong? And so it could again be a titration, like a a conversation. It sounds like, like, like somewhere in their safety is missing. 
And so just like you need presence and you need them to be a certain way, there's something that they're needing from you to just create a strong foundation. They may not know what that is. And so having another party like help navigate that conversation and help pull that conversation along can can help maybe get to the understanding of what that means. Mm-hmm. Because many men, many humans just don't understand the world of kink. Kink does not have to ever equal sex. It, it doesn't, it doesn't ever, have, you know, like when, when I was a dom and when Kimmy's like, no, you don't touch, you don't get to touch us. Like you don't get to do sexual things to us. Yeah. Like you might be able to do, she doesn't do foot fetish. I love foot fetish men, but it stays at my feet. Like yeah. that's basically where you get to touch me. That's, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and so it's not about sex because sex is power. And so when somebody is doing flogging, like it's, there's tension and there's um, eros energy, but it doesn't mean there's sexual energy that's there. Mm-hmm. So Robert, who is our um, world-class vlogger, has been doing this for 30 years. And he yeah. comes to this practice from devotion and from reverence mm-hmm. and from being in pure service to the experience that's going on. Mm-hmm. And what you get to experience is a taste of God through your body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's rhythmic. It's, it's mastery. Like it, it and it, it has nothing to do. Like, I, you know, part of me wishes like your partner was here and I could be like, it has, you've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like, I don't know if he's a sports person or like what, but it's like, you know, like, we'll use baseball, right? Like there's major league baseball, right? Like, and, and you go and you watch and you're just like, Oh, what they're doing is amazing. Like, like Robert is essentially kind of the same thing. I mean, Kimmy's the same way she's been doing kink, you know, when she does conscious kink journey is like, there is a, there is a, uh, like source just drops in and through them. So it's not actually human it is yeah. there in service giving a gift yeah to the person in front of them so that they can have an experience and I think that it's in the like in the part of like you feel that from them yeah like totally. that's what does it for you yeah it's not just someone that's like okay you want to be flogged so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and like but they're not exactly channeling source and that's what I want and every love making experience is like we're channeling source and we're connecting and yeah and if anything what's really cool about what Robert does is um he can teach the partner what he's doing exactly right so it's a it's it's a learn it's a coach He's just a flogging coach, right? Like he's an embodiment (laughs) coach through the use of a flogger. It's so crazy to think of the sentence like, I want you to channel God as you flog me. Like that's like, I feel like I don't know that I've had partners that would understand that sentence. (laughs) You're like, that's okay. We'll play together. You know, like, and this is what I ask partner. I'm like, do you want to play? Like, are you Mm -hmm. available to play? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, here's how I want to play. How do you want to play? And then like, we can play together, right? This is where mm-hmm. the recipe kind of comes in. Yeah. And so if your partner, a hypothetical could be that your partner may be feeling a little bit of inadequacy if he can't meet you in the energetic already. Mm-hmm. And then if, if somebody is coming in and this could be all very like under 
like totally subconscious, not even aware of it. But if there may be a feeling of some kind of inadequacy of like giving you your needs and not being able to meet you in the energetic, if he's hearing another man that's playing in a sexualized realm and doesn't fully understand what's going on there and, and could give you something that he can't, there can oftentimes just be some of those feelings of like, I can't do it right. There's something wrong with me. I imagine that's probably the root of most of Yes. The issues and yeah, and, and, and any, like, it doesn't have to be a flogger in, in any of this of hiring someone. Yeah. And, you know, like, so that's like one, I don't know if these are called kinks, but like, that's like one thing, another thing that like, I don't want to go to my grave without doing, yes. um, is it's a little different because it's like, I, I just feel like I am here for the pussy party. Like I am here for worship of that. And as that, like, I have just developed, you know, these last few years, like such a love and reverence for it that I want to like, give that to a woman. Like I want to like, like give a woman oral while like worshiping her and like worshiping her worshiping pussy. And like, like to me, it feels like that would be like, like, I don't know, worshiping at a throne. And I know we can do that with cock for sure, but because I'm so obsessed with the wisdom and the oracle of the pussy. I want to experience that too. And that's like, that's a completely different scenario of like pussy oracle is amazing. The gifts that she has to share. Listen, come like if you come to our event and you come to our play party, I promise you there will be a line of women that are fuck yeses for that. That's a very interesting, uh, like the flogging. It's like, okay, he can teach you, but like, this is like, you got to just let me experience it. Cause I more it's not even that I want to experience the worshiping of it. Like I want the woman to experience that because not everyone has that intention with. Yes. in that experience. You can, you absolutely can have that one met for sure. I don't even, I, I'm not saying I would even know exactly what to do, but you would know I, my, I, I would be channeling source. I know that. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, you will know exactly what to do. That's not a hard, that won't be a hard one. Yeah. The fact that it's even coming through you as a desire, you already know. Yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing to do in devotion. In true, mm-hmm. in my belief, in true devotion, there's no, there's actually nothing to do. Mm-hmm. It's all an energetic thing. Anything that's done is just a bonus. Yeah. And so it's interesting. I mean, I've had I've had beautiful women in my life just be present with mm. my vulva and it's yeah. the most magical like she didn't do anything but like just give her presence and it was the most that um, I've experienced right like same same like like worshiping is uh, it's coming through you so like and if you're doing something from devotion my my belief is that it comes from a sovereign choice like you know self enough that when you're devoted you are at full choice like it is not a passive Devotion is not passivity. Yeah. Like devotion is, I know myself well enough that I'm going to choose to let source come through me for the sake of another person to have an experience that is, that is one of God as well. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. you you already know what to do. Yeah. I've been to a tantric tantric event where um, we did worship, like a woman sat on a throne. We worshiped it. We, um, you know, just told her exactly what we saw. Like some of us saw praying hands, some of us saw wonder woman, like all these things. And we, I mean, that was without touch. That was one of the most 
mm-hmm. memorable things I've ever done. So, um, okay. So I know There's we're, so we're going to talk about, I know <laughs> So yeah. we're, and it's interesting cause I don't, I want to be with a man, yeah. but I, I also want to have that experience like yeah. with a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. If you could walk us through briefly and if you want, I can save this for Kimmy because I know we're at an hour, but I was going to ask you what happens when a couple does hire someone does see a dominatrix. I would ask her. Okay. We'll see. She'll, 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 she'll break it. She'll told, we'll go, you, you two will be able to just like, okay. So that's her teaser. There's not enough time and, and she'll, you guys will get it. There are two things that I do just want to touch on really, really quickly. Okay. Um, One is about hiring. like going and hiring support. Um, the remembering for everyone out there when you hire support is that it's a job. Like mm-hmm. they're doing a job for your sake. Yeah. And what's beautiful about it is they go home and you get to be together. Mm-hmm. Like there's a clear container mm-hmm. and there's a clear delineation between it's not as much as I loved the movie Pretty Woman, that don't worry about it, y'all. Like I've been in this industry a long time, a very long time. Do not worry about that. That is not, that is, that is a false pretense. Like if it happens, it's such a rarity, I promise. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the beautiful thing about hiring is you will get your, you will get your need met because that's their job. Yeah. Whatever they're being hired for, you will get that need met. They will go home and you will be satisfied. And that is in partnership and that is in yourself and that is everything. So like, I am a full proponent for hiring. If y'all are interested in having a threesome, hire somebody because it will be beautiful. And you're not going to have to deal with some of the other stuff that happens. And like you said, it's like a coach. They're teaching you both how to experience it on your own. Absolutely. And then the other thing is, that I love to share with people is you are responsible for your pleasure. Mm-hmm. If you are not getting your needs met, it is your responsibility to get your needs met because if you're giving your pleasure to somebody else, you are always going to be dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. Other people cannot read your minds. They cannot read your body. No matter how much we wish they would, they can learn certain things, but they will never be able to satisfy us all the time. And so this is where it's like, just know that the more you understand your needs, the more you understand what your pleasures are, the more you get to take ownership of it. Mm -hmm. And some examples I'll use really quickly is because I'm essential, um, my toes get cold all the time. So I bring socks with me. Same. Oh my God, same. Mm -hmm. Um, I have hot sauce that I like on my food. I bring my hot sauce with me because most places don't have it. I carry a, I carry stevia. (laughs) I carry stevia with me everywhere I go. I've got lemon that's like hydrogenated crystals. So when I travel and I want lemon in my water, I take responsibility for my pleasure. Yeah. And what's been really beautiful is the people in my world, once they get over the whole, like, what are you doing? They're like, Oh, I wish I did this myself. Mm. And I'm like, great, go do it yourself. Like, what do you want to feel pleasure in this world? Like I had a, my healer that I see, I asked him the question the other day of what is the purpose of life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No big deal, right? Not a big question to ask anyone. What do you think the purpose of life is? And he was like, I think the purpose of life is to have experiences and to experience everything. I was like, Mm. I, I love that. And you know what? Like, I want to experience as much pleasure as I possibly can. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do in this life to have experiences and ensure that I'm embodied 
I'm in pleasure, I'm in joy, so that other people around me get to have permission to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Yes. Good. Yes. Thank God. Okay, so the last question before the lightning round, I'm curious because everything you just said, well, everything you said in this whole episode is so resonant for me. So I'm curious how your job, how you being the one that is hired affects your relationship, because I feel that I'm here for, um, to help people heal their sexuality, to merge it with spirituality for yoni massages, like all these things. And so, um, mostly for me, I want to know how that affects your relationships because I have not yet been in a partnership where this has been easy. Girl, if I (laughs) that question, uh, I'd be teaching that. I have no idea. It's relationships are clumsy and they're messy and Mm. they're, we're all fucking up all the time and nobody has a clue, even if they say they do. And like, I don't know. Um, I guess like for me, I want to be celebrated for all this stuff by my partner, you know, it, it will take a strong, it will take a strong human that doesn't. And some of that is just you being like, I don't really care. I mean, Mm -hmm. I will say I just turned 40 and and the amount of uh, less fucks I'm giving is so great. Um, And that's really what I'm putting out in the world. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, if it bothers you, that's not my problem. Like, go see a therapist. Yeah. (laughs) But if you want to be with me, we are going to have these conversations. And this is the thing that's going to happen in the world. And so be it. Like, do you like, do you want to be with me? Do you like this? Do you want these things? Then great. You know, Mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm here for. And like, show the fuck up. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I love that. I love your attitude. I love your sass. I'm just, I'm getting, listen, I did the moment I turned 40, I was just kind of like, fuck it. I'm done. Well, I turned 38. It wasn't always this way. Yeah. I'm about to be 38. And it's like every year you're right. Like every year it gets closer to that. Like, yeah, it's not closer. It gets more of that. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I'm finding that the, the more I'm in my truth, but not from a warrior standpoint, but from my own internal feminine yeah. truth, Yeah, not the like polarity thing. Like, yeah, sure. Whatever. We all have it inside. We have both, we have both, mm-hmm. we have everything inside of us. Um, but when I'm in my truth, the way I'm starting to present more and more in the world is, is actually softer. Because mm-hmm. I'm more in self, because I'm yeah. not worried about the other. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've got me. I'm, I'm resilient. I've been through a lot. I have, and I've made it this far. Like, I've got a lot to experience. And like, do you want to experience life with me? Then let's do the fucking thing. And if you don't, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. But there are people out there that are a fuck yes to that. And yeah. I want those people. Yeah. Not anybody else. Like, I don't yeah. have time. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So there's a few short questions I ask everyone who comes on the show. The first one is if you could hug your younger self right now, what would you say? Hmm. I would tell her that I love her and that, that she is safe and that I'm always here for her. Yeah. Beautiful. If you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? I saw this on the list you sent me and I was like, shoot. (laughs) So the one that pops up in my head, um, because we are talking so much about personal development work is Mm -hmm. the body keeps score. 
Yeah. So good. Changed my life. Yeah. It's just, it's such a good book and it, it's, it's dense, but like, I think for anyone that's on the personal development world or wanting to change something in their life, it's just, it's, it's such a great book for, and for support. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say top three of the most like transformative books for me, cause it yeah. just opened up everything. <laughs> if you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? Yes, more, please. Mm, I love that. Okay, before we let you go, where can people find you online? Where can they hire you? Where can they follow you? Oh, um, so they can, where can they find? Um, so if they're interested in kink-specific stuff, they can go to, they can find Kimmy everywhere. So it's K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H on all the socials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anything like blueprint specific, they can email X-O-K-A-Y-C-E at gmail.com. Okay. I don't have anything out there. I hide as much as I can from social media. You, you really won't find a lot, but yeah. Well, how do people find your events? Oh, okay. So, um, Kimmy usually posts all this stuff out there for our February event. Um, they can go to bit.ly, uh, slash something more FEB 2023. Okay. Awesome. And when is your next event? Our next event is in February. It's February 9th through 12th. So okay. it's our kind of kinky Valentine yeah. event. And we're, I think we're already set halfway sold out. So, wow. Yeah. So exciting. We're so excited. The world-class vlogger is going to be there. I'm guessing. We're working on it. We're, we're, yeah. we're getting it all in. We have our Shibari expert. She's yeah. amazing. Who's a guest and we're working, we're working on Robert. Amazing. And if I'm not mistaken, you go through a couple of days of training or like, um, I don't want to say training, but like a couple of days of like alignment or attunement. And then the third day is that type of stuff, right? Yeah. So the way we start is, um, we actually show you what a conscious kink journey looks like. So you actually get to see what's possible yeah. in your life. And it's one of the most exquisite experience. Yeah. I mean, the first time I saw Kimmy do it, I was able to have my own um, medicine type journey just by wow. watching. I was like, this is incredible. Um, and then, so we start there and then the whole rest of the weekend is showing you exactly what needs to happen so that you can create that self, that yourself. Mm-hmm. So we teach you, we go through the, the kink checklist, which helps with communication. We go through, um, the erotic blueprints. So we spend about an ent- almost an entire day going deep into each one of the blueprints and then doing actually experientials as a group. So each person can really understand what they are and then also mm-hmm. st- understand what they're, if they're in partnership with their partner is. Um, we also have angels that if you're single, will partner with you. Um, we honor all relationship agreements. And then Saturday is when we do impact play and we do shibari and we do flogging. And then Saturday night is when we have our play party. So we really set it up. Um, and this is, I've been doing play parties for over 15 years international. And what I love about our play party is that we actually have rooms based on all the blueprints. So we have a room for energetics. We have a room for our sensuals. We have the dungeon and play space for all kink. And then we have an upstairs for our sexuals and our shapeshifters. So there's a, most play parties, what winds up happening is that the sexuals and the shapeshifters kind of take over the space. And it can be really hard for energetics and sensuals to like Mm. feel like 
drop in and feel like they can be really held. But in our space, we have very specific um, places and containers so that everybody's needs get to be honored and everybody's needs get to feel really safe and really held. Mm-hmm. And then our final day is we teach aftercare, we teach a debrief, and so we close everything up. So it's, it's one, of, it, it's been described as a medicine journey without the use of any medicine. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Thank oh you so God. much. Like, I know that that's not how all play parties are. And so it's no. just, no. God, I'm just so thankful for both you and Kimmy for the lights that y'all are and, and mm-hmm. how much healing and integration people are receiving through their, for their sexuality through you both. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful. So important. I mean, healing, like sexuality can be the most healing. The way that I look at it from my trauma background is that if we think about an umbrella, sexual healing is the tip of an umbrella. Mm. Because there's so much taboo, there's so much intensity, there's so much trauma that's been built around it. Mm -hmm. And so when we can heal the top of an umbrella, what winds up happening is as that heals, so many other things come off the umbrella and heal just like that without you even having to do healing around it. Like it just, it like automatically shifts and changes things in your life. Like it can't not because there's so much that's around it. Yeah. once we heal it, life is totally different. That's been totally true for me. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you. So thankful for you. All right, you guys. That was juicy. <laughs> that was juicy. Okay. So I am so excited that this work is being done. It just, uh, in a conscious way. Like how fucking healing, you know, and I full heartedly agree that sexual healing is like that little top piece of an umbrella. I, I tell all my clients, like you can do all the inner child work and all of the, um, you know, all the internal family systems, all these things. And yes, it's all needed and it's all beneficial, but it doesn't always translate to your sex. And then when you actually heal your sexuality, your shame, your suppression in that area of your life, it translates to all areas of your life. That's what's so powerful about healing your sexuality. Whether you're in partnership or single. And uh, it's just, I'm just so thankful to be in this work. Like, I can't believe that this is what I chose. I'm so excited about it. And I love getting to sit at the feet of people who are doing what she's doing. It's just, and it's such a, she's such a permission slip. Like she's so shame-free about everything that she talks about. And she's such a, I just love her. I love her. And she's such a light. Um, uh, yeah. All right, you guys, if you want to support this show, it would mean so much if you would leave a review. Leaving a review helps me get on the guests that I would like to have on. And if you want to hit subscribe, you won't miss any future podcasts if you just happen to pop on here because you saw the promo for this episode. Another way you can support the show is through the affiliates. I want to also bring up, um, this isn't necessarily an affiliate, but last week's episode was about emotional foreplay with my friend Dominic. And it's all about emotional foreplay being 
what a man needs in order for him to be able to open up. So like women need sexual foreplay in order to open up like a certain amount of it. And basically he's sharing what men need to create psychological safety for them to open up emotionally. And it, the term emotional foreplay just creates so much empathy for me because I'm like, Oh, I get it. I get it. Like, I don't want to have sex just like that, just because you walked in the door and that's how men can feel about conversation. So I highly encourage you to check out that episode, but, uh, in the show notes for this. So if you just like scroll up, um, there'll be some show notes that list all of our affiliates. I will include his masterclass on this and he has a code there, code Jade gets you half off. So it's only $25, which is unheard of with masterclasses y'all, especially like this guy is just such a well of wisdom. I'm so thankful for him. I know that you'll like, you're not going to remember the $25 you spent. You're just going to remember all the, all the transformational information that he gives out in the masterclass. So check that out. And then our actual affiliates, Gene Keys, G-E-N-E, keys.com forward slash the dash dream dash A-R-C forward slash R-E-F forward slash 1707 forward slash. That's also in the show notes. That is Gene Keys. And I also interviewed the creator of that, Richard Rudd, one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. He's like grandfather Huachuma in a body. I love him. And, uh, He's just, I just knowing he exists makes me so freaking happy y'all. So he created Gene Keys and it's basically like an internal GPS system. It is one of the most powerful paths of uh, like knowing yourself and self-development. And he has different courses. So the link, this link that I provide will take you to how to use dreams. But if you use that link to purchase anything, whether it's like taking his course about love, taking his course about prosperity, the show will get a little bit of a cut. And so that's what one way to support the show. And then as you may already know, the best toys for sex at dameproducts.com. Jade, the code Jade gets you 15% off there. My favorite is the suction toy. It's called Air, A-E-R. Um, but they've got a handful of stuff on there. I like to pair the section toy with the Pleasure Wander Yoni Egg from Wands, W-A-A-N-D-S.com. Uh, I use, well, I have a handful of Pleasure Wands, but I love my cervical wand and I love my Jade Egg. And that's what my clients use. That's what I ask them to purchase and use um, on, you know, at, for their homework. And it's a powerful, powerful way to remove trauma from that area of our body. So code Jade gets you a discount there as well. Wands, W-A-A-N-D-S.com. And then all things infrared at higher dose. Code Jade75 for $75 off. I really, really want their two-person infrared sauna. Um, Right now I have their infrared face mask. I have their sauna blanket. I have their bioenergy mat and I use them all frequently. I love them. Y'all, the benefits of infrared are endless. Thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. It would mean so much if you would leave a review or share an episode with a friend. You can also join me on Instagram at Untamed and Unashamed Podcast. As always, be a light, stay open, and remember, you belong here. Mm -hmm.